Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let us rejoice this glad morning with all the heavenly choirs of angels. Let us rejoice with all creation, sounding forth with trumpets of salvation and proclaiming the triumph of our King. Let us rejoice with all the earth in the radiance of the light now poured upon us and made brilliant by the brightness of the everlasting King. Let us recognize, let us see with joy that the ancient darkness has been forever banished. Let us rejoice with the whole Church of Christ throughout the world, clothed in the brightness of this light. Let all this house of God ring out with rejoicing, with the praises of all God's faithful people. We begin by singing hymn number 457, Jesus Christ is Risen Today.
We continue with the order of divine service, setting three on page 184. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beloved in the Lord, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Almighty God, our Maker and Redeemer, we poor sinners confess unto you that we are by nature sinful and unclean, and that we have sinned against you by thought, word, and deed. Wherefore, we flee for refuge to your infinite mercy, seeking and imploring your grace for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ. O most merciful God, who has given your only begotten Son to die for us, have mercy upon us, and for his sake grant us remission of all our sins, and by your Holy Spirit increase in us true knowledge of you and of your will, and true obedience to your word, to the end that by your grace we may come to everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, has had mercy upon us, and has given his only Son to die for us, and for his sake forgives us all our sins. To those who believe on his name, he gives power to become the children of God and has promised them his Holy Spirit. He that believes and is baptized shall be saved. Grant this, Lord, unto us all. Amen.
be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God the Father, through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, you have overcome death and opened the gate of everlasting life to us. Grant that we who celebrate with joy the day of our Lord's resurrection may be raised from the death of sin by your life-giving Spirit. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the Feast of the Resurrection is from Job chapter 19. Oh, that my words were written. Oh, that they were inscribed in a book. Oh, that with an iron pen and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth, and after my skin has been thus destroyed, yet in my flesh I shall see God whom I shall see for myself, and my eyes shall behold, and not another. My heart faints within me. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The epistle is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. For the trumpet will sound and the dead will be raised imperishable, and we shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Spread the news. 
Gospel according to St. Mark, the 16th chapter. When the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. And they were saying to one another, Who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance of the tomb? And looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled back. It was very large. And entering the tomb, they saw a young man sitting on the right side, dressed in a white robe, and they were alarmed. And he said to them, Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you to Galilee. There you will see him just as he told you. And they went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had seized them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. This is the Gospel of the Lord. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. In the 1300s, when the Black Death was ravaging Europe, killing nearly a third of the population, the city of Venice issued an order for ships arriving to its port. Any ships coming from a port where the infection had already spread were required to sit at anchor for 40 days. 40 days they sat, no one getting on or off, to ensure that no infection was spread to the city of Venice. 40 days. The Italian word for 40 is quaranta. You can hear the number four in that word quaranta if you think about our word for a fourth, a quarter. Quaranta in Italian means 40. And those 40 days that a ship was required to sit at anchor, that quaranta gave rise to the word quarantine. It's a time of separation for someone infected with a disease to prevent the disease from spreading to others, a notion that we've all become very familiar with these days. But the word quarantine has another use that is timely in a different way. On the first Sunday of Lent, all the way back on March 1st, we read the Gospel from Matthew chapter 4, the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness. Jesus spent 40 days and 40 nights fasting in the desert and was tempted by the devil. Those 40 days were another quarantine. In fact, the desert and mountain where Jesus was tempted have often been given the name quarantine in connection with the 40 days he spent there. But that's not the first time someone in the Bible observed a quarantine, a 40-day fast. Moses was on Mount Sinai, talking with God and receiving the law for 40 days after the people of Israel came out of Egypt. The prophet Elijah fasted in the desert for 40 days after he fled from the wicked queen Jezebel on his way to the same mountain of God, where God appeared to Elijah not in an earthquake or a wind or a fire, but in a still, small voice. And then there was Noah and his family who were lifted up in the ark when it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And the people of Israel wandered for 40 years after they sinned against God by not trusting him. And so, when Jesus fasts in the wilderness for 40 days, he is echoing the law and the prophets that came before him. An echo made even more vivid in the transfiguration when Moses and Elijah appear with Jesus on the mountain the law and the prophets, all of whom pointed ahead to Jesus as the fulfillment of everything that God had promised. And that's why we read the gospel of Jesus' temptation on the first Sunday in Lent. For the season of Lent is our own holy quarantine. It's 40 days from Ash Wednesday to Easter Sunday. 40 days not counting Sundays, since Sundays are a day of resurrection, a day of new creation, a day of feasting and not fasting. But the rest of the week, from Ash Wednesday to Easter, there are 40 days of fasting and preparation, of girding ourselves in the struggle against the devil and our own flesh, a time of darkness and waiting. But this morning, 
the waiting is over. The darkness has ended. This morning we join with the women who arrive at the tomb just as light is dawning. They did not know what they would find. In fact, they came prepared with spices to anoint Jesus' body, but they had no plan as for how to remove the stone. Even that is another echo. An echo of the story of Jacob and Rachel. Jacob was on a journey to his uncle's house as he fled from his brother Esau. He arrived at a well, the mouth of which was covered by a big stone. It took the strength of several shepherds to move that stone so they could water their flocks. When Jacob arrived, some shepherds were waiting there for the rest of the shepherds to arrive so they could move the stone. But when Jacob saw Rachel, his future bride, he single-handedly rolled the stone from the mouth of the well and watered her flock for her. What will it take to remove the stone from Jesus' tomb? Perhaps a band of soldiers could do it. Or perhaps a bridegroom, like Jacob, who, for the love of his bride, single-handedly rolls the stone away himself. The women did not know what they would find, but it was early morning. And it is often in the dawning light of early morning that God's great deeds that were hidden by darkness are revealed. And there, where they expected to find a dead body, they found instead a messenger. Do not be alarmed. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? For Christ In the darkness of the tomb, from the darkness of the cross, from the darkness of this sin-sick and decaying world, Christ has dawned as the Son of Righteousness. Death, which was our great enemy, the enemy that no one can overcome, the enemy who claims every last one of us, death, which is the wages of sin and the just punishment for our wickedness, death has been destroyed, swallowed up in victory. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Paul is referring to this beautiful passage from Isaiah 25. Death is swallowed up in victory. It's a glorious promise, often read as a lesson at funerals. It is a promise for you and for me in the depths of our woe as we wait and look for the salvation of God. It goes like this. Here's what Isaiah says. On this mountain the Lord of hosts will make for all peoples a feast of rich food, a feast of well-aged wine, of rich food full of marrow, of aged wine well-refined. And he will swallow up on this mountain the covering that is cast over all peoples, the veil that is spread over all nations. He will swallow up death forever. And the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces, and the reproach of his people he will take away from all the earth, for the Lord has spoken." It will be said on that day, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him that he might save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for him. Let us be glad and rejoice in his salvation. On this mountain, Isaiah says, on this mountain, God will prepare a feast. He's talking about Mount Zion, Jerusalem, the mountain of the Lord. 
For just as Moses and Elijah met God on the mountain, the people of Israel were to meet God in the temple on Mount Zion. But in Jesus, God does a new thing. No longer is his presence on this mountain or that one, for Jesus is himself the new temple. Just as he said, if they were to destroy the temple, he would rebuild it in three days. They didn't know that he was talking about the temple of his body, but he did, just as he said. And they destroyed the temple, and he rebuilt it in three days. And in the person of Jesus Christ, in which all the fullness of God dwells, God's presence is here for us. Wherever Jesus is, God's saving presence is there for you. Wherever Jesus is, in spirit and in truth, there, death has no power. There, the Lord God wipes away tears from all faces. There, in the resurrected Jesus, in his word, in his body and blood, in his forgiveness, life, and salvation, we receive everything for which we have waited. Don't you see? You have been given the cure. The antidote to death is yours. The remedy for sin and guilt has been poured out on you. You have been made whole and healthy and full of life. Our holy quarantine is over. The darkness is past, the light has dawned, and our hope in Christ has not been put to shame. Indeed, because he is risen from the dead, so too shall we. We will rise imperishable, immortal, incorruptible, because we are in Christ. Our Redeemer lives, and at the last he will stand upon the earth. And after our skin has been destroyed, yet in our flesh we shall see God. Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Pray for the whole people of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. All glory to you, dear Father in heaven, for you have fulfilled your word and brought your holy servant Jesus, our Lord and God, through death to resurrection. His resurrection is proof positive 
that he defeated sin, death, and the devil on the cross. Let this news of redemption spread far and wide, that the joy of Easter, the Easter gospel, would be received in faith throughout the world. Dear Father in heaven, unite in joy all your holy churches gathered to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus, and give comfort and assurance to all who are isolated, that in the communion of all your saints they raise with angels, archangels, and the whole church in heaven and on earth the song of Christ's victory. Put an end to all division and false doctrine. Raise up preachers and singers in every place to shout this good news and sing alleluias without end. Make the name of Jesus heard in every corner of the earth this glad day. Dear Father in heaven, you have given our risen Lord all dominion over the works of your hands. Grant that all who bear earthly authority would exercise their offices with humility, restraint, and integrity for the well-being of all and for the preservation of your holy church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dear Father in heaven, we implore you to visit the sick, the suffering, the homebound, the grieving, and all who stand in need, especially Donna, Lori, Lucy, Roland, and Vivian. Whatever their trials, comfort them with the knowledge that their Redeemer lives, and that nothing can separate them from the love you have for them in Christ. Dear Father in heaven, bless those who approach your holy altar on this most holy day, that they would receive the mystery of your Son's very body and blood in repentance and faith, and to their abundant blessing. Give comfort and certainty for those who long for your supper and believe your Son's holy testament, that they may know they have what Christ says, forgiveness of sins. All praise to you, dear Father in heaven, for you have opened up to us the way of eternal life in the resurrection of your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. We give you thanks for those who have gone before us in the faith and now rest from their labors. Keep us in that same faith and embolden us by your resurrection to be fearless in the face of disease, chaos, loneliness, and every sorrow of this world. Give us with Job the solemn expectation to cheer us. Our Redeemer lives, and we too shall be resurrected and glorified to live with him in his eternal kingdom. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, our resurrected Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
God's peace and blessings to you on this, the Feast of the Resurrection. What a joy that in spite of the circumstances, we still get to celebrate together from afar, hearing God's word, knowing that his word does what it says, forgives our sins, and gives us everlasting life and salvation. Just a couple of announcements to draw your attention to. One is that if you've ordered flowers, which were in the sanctuary here yesterday, they'll be available today as we're serving communion uh, in front of the church um, till about one o'clock. If you can't make it between 10 and 1 to come pick up your flowers, just give me a call and we'll arrange a time to, to have you come pick them up. A special thank you, a very special thank you uh, to folks yesterday who stopped by to beautify the sanctuary just for a moment while I was taking a picture of it. Uh, thank you to Carl Fisher and Lester Goodconnect, Joyce Hawkinson, Jeannie and Nick Schmidt for setting up the flowers. Um, thanks to everybody who ordered flowers. Uh, it really is a, a marvelous thing to have uh, such beauty around us, even in this time, and that beauty uh, reminds us of God's goodness and his love for us. So thanks to those folks for doing that. Thanks also to Heidi and Ed Benkemeyer for uh, sharing some special music earlier this morning and for all the help that uh, lots of folks have given along the way for support and encouragement as we've made it through Holy Week towards this wonderful, wonderful feast day. I'm looking forward to seeing many of you for communion. Stay tuned in the, the days and weeks ahead as we um, continue to rejoice in God's word as the season of Easter goes on now until the day of Pentecost. For 50 days, we'll continue to celebrate uh, the, fest the festival uh, the Feast of the Resurrection. With that, once again, God's peace and blessings be to you.